was at the broken bowl for days she's been meaning to change it hailstones broke the gutter down as lying on the garden path rusted rainbows through fits and starts just enough to keep her clothes from drying these days things slip through her hands without any explanation Scares her just to look around and see the chaos from her head escaping She grabs her coat, heads out the door, not knowing where she's going make it through, I don't know how we make it through, we do, don't know how we make it through, I don't know how we make it through, we do, the grocer stands outside his shop, he's talking to a man in a crushed blue suit, His wife just shakes her head, she knows he's only there to put the rent up. She whispers to Jackie as she leaves, this man, he owns half the street. Don't know how we make it through, I don't know how we make it through, we do. Oh, yeah, baby. Nick Dancer, everyone, with Jackie. Uh, Wow, Nick, thanks, man. Um, 
Uh, one of my favourite songwriters uh, here from the Blue Mountains. I'm so glad we've got you back. Um, hope to have you again for many more shows this year. And uh, welcome to you, to Bodie, to, to Chief, uh, and everyone uh, out there listening um, for our first show back for the Men's Mental Health Show, episode number 46. Um, and as uh, Nick's mentioned in, in the song, Jackie, I don't know how we make it through, but we do. Um, I can certainly relate to that, um, which I'll talk about in a moment. Um, but it's really good to have you boys here. First of all, uh, Chief Gary Sims, mate, how you been? Happy New Year. I know it's a bit belated, but uh, welcome. Yeah, it's hard to believe that we're uh, deep into February already. The time's going very, very fast. It's, it's been a good break, got a lot done and um, looking forward to 2021. I actually had a little bit of a, uh, it's, it's now disappeared, but I'll, I'll, I might bring it up again in a moment. Um, uh, you've been doing some terrific stuff in the community um, that uh, I read on your page. Um, which is, you know, I just find that so admirable. Um, you're not just doing it in, in our community, but the community where your local area command is, Windsor, um, and being the, the inspector, you're always out and about. And, and Don't talk about the skateboarding. I'm going to, I've got to, I, I, I said, uh, I said, oh, mate, I'll have to introduce a bit of Avril Levine for you. And he said, Mate, I wouldn't know what an Avril Lavigne is. Well, was, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to apply to that, and I was going to say it's an aircraft, an Avril. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fairly confusing, but I thought, no. Nah. <laughs> the only musician I know who Avril Lavigne is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, it's, see, that's... But, but it's not a bad thing. I mean, years ago, we wouldn't want to admit to that, I guess, some of us. But uh, she, she's very unique. She brought yeah. her own style. I saw oh. that uh, that song that I was going to play for you, just a little snippet to introduce Gaz. Skater Boy. Which, Skater Boy yeah. has 200 million views. So wow. she must be doing something right. So the Skater Boy chief is here. Mm. And, uh, and my good mate and uh, co-host, of course, here for uh, every episode last year, um, and hopefully for my, many and, and most of all of this year, Bodhi, psychotherapist, uh, Marzen. Welcome, Bodes. Thank you. I was, uh, you know, how, how do we make it through? It was really interesting. I had a client this morning um, and um, he, uh, you know, was, was talking about past, present and future and he's struggling to be in the future. So um, the past for him, how do we make it through? The past for him was an opportunity to beat himself up. I should have done this, I should have done that. Why did I do this? Why did I do that? So that's a recipe for um, complications around mental health. Yeah. Then he thinks about the future and what I've got to do to get that right and blah, blah, blah. And to be in the present um, has always eluded him. So part of his work is to actually learn to be grounded in the phenomenon of the present because yeah. that's how yeah. we do make it through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? So yeah. from a mental health point of view, learning to anchor and be in the present moment mm. um, as much as we are also in our past and our future. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. How do we make it through? Yeah. Beautiful. True point. I mean, that's something that um, I, I, I struggled with for, for many, many years, you know, obviously having that future or a career in real estate. You, you never think about the present. It's always about what's happening ahead, what's moving on, because the lifestyle's so fast and so busy, but you're dead right, and it's been something that's been such a, a great asset, I guess, that I've developed to be able to sit in the present. So, um, great point. Nico, mate, um, Grace, what a song, mate. I love the falsetto mm. on the guitar, and 
Um, we've played this one before a couple of times, I think. Yep. Um, but it is one of my favourites. And how's your songwriting coming along? And what have we got uh, as far as gigs coming up? It's been a very tough 12 months uh, for you. Yeah, yeah, it has. Uh, so nothing, yeah, nothing lined up at the moment. I'm uh, back at work, so it's kind of getting my head into the um, work at the moment. Uh, but yeah, been doing some songwriting. I'll, I'll play a new one. Uh, yeah, next time we've got a. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So for the next song for the show, so I've written out some words here so that I can get them all in the right order. So that'll yeah. be that'll be good. But wonderful. Um, yeah. But just uh, yeah, playing a lot of music. But um, yeah, I'll look at getting some gigs together for later in the year for sure. Yeah. Good on you, mate. Good yeah. on you. And of course, um, we uh, big shout out to our friend Matty Tonks, who's yep. uh, who often comes in. Matt's um, had some uh, terrific news of late. Some. Uh, really great, exciting. great stuff. Yeah. He's playing with Sydney and also Scotty, Scotty from Live mm. End, and um, they've uh, put together obviously an album that Matt's recorded, I think, a couple of years ago. Um, so it's a good three piece. With it, I'll tell you what, the sound that that produced uh, that comes out of of those three musicians is is just so powerful. Yeah. I should actually play one of their songs, which I might do. I'll speak to Matt first and make sure that uh, he's across that before I go ahead, but it's uh, something pretty special. All right. Um, of course, I just want to make a special mention of our sponsors, um, uh, Noel Pope, Duds. Um, mate, you, you're a main man. I don't know if any of you guys have uh, become friends with Noel. Send out a friend request. Um, there's some terrific pictures of him. He's, um, he's, he's one of life's true characters, so uh, thanks, Duds. And, uh, and also, too, to my good mate and the Mounties board uh, down there, Dale Hunt and the Mounties board at Mounties Group. Thanks. Um, you know, and uh, I, I can't say too much, but there's also some terrific news for our good friend and local uh, Gundagara man, David King. Um, uh, David has sent me um, uh, something last night, which I posted on my page. I put it on the email. I put it on the Facebook page. I also put it on the website um, about the uh, online... Because uh, it's a course, I guess it's uh, read the signs. Anyway, it's something, uh, it's a new um, uh, base that's followed by Lifeline or supported by Lifeline. Um, it's on tonight between 6.30 and 8.30. You can get all of the particulars of my page, Bradley Spillane, S-P-I-L-L-A-N-E, um, on Facebook, which is public to anyone. Um, but you can also check it out on the website, www.mensmentalhealthshow.com. And uh, you'll see some particulars on there about that. Um, so, boys, yeah, I just thought that today we'd come in and we'd have a, a general round discussion. It's, uh, you know, what a, a year the past has been. Um, it's, you know, I guess to sort of wrap it up, it, it's almost like you've come out of a washing machine on, you know, 1,200 spin cycle. It's been a pretty tumultuous year for us all. Um, you know, I know Gaz... You know, you've been everywhere in the last 12 months down on the Victorian border and, and you and your colleagues have, have worked uh, so, you know, tremendously well. Um, how's the year looking ahead for you? What, uh, do you see any much, much improvement? I guess um, the positive lines or signs come from 2020. What I'm seeing, Brad, is that um, we're learning new ways to do things. We're, we're adapting to, to changes that we have to do. You know, controlling the things that we can control and just looking at doing things uh, in a different way to keep people safe. And uh, there's been some tremendous things happening in terms of um, people becoming more resilient, uh, learning how to uh, connect better, 
I heard an interesting thing with some uh, colleagues at National Parks and Wildlife. We had a meeting with them at uh, Wiseman's Ferry during the week. Whereas once they might have had, uh, for example, 15 applicants for an outdoors position, mm. said now we're getting 150 applicants. Wow. People wanting to change their life, get away mm. from working in Sydney, get away from working in an office. So people are uh, focusing on, on different areas. Yeah. And uh, they've been getting some funding and they're getting some people back into the parks doing maintenance works yeah. and uh, construction. So mm. so there's one area that's going going well. So there's... It's amazing to think you look at your um, your, your planner on the board and we're, we're booking events into uh, into May. Mm, mm. So it's uh, another it, quick it, year. It's a terrific point you make. And it doesn't... It always brings me back to when you had your mate come over from New Zealand. Rob... Uh, what was his name? Yeah, yeah, Robin, Wood, Robin Woodford. Robin Woodford. Uh, and what insight he had. It was almost... If you listen to the show, I think... You'll see, uh, it's the two psychotherapists anyway. I, I might uh, repost it, I, I'll, or certainly I'll put it back up on the website. If it's, it's already there, but I might put it up so it's at the front. It was almost like he read what was coming, you know, as far as saying, we need to be more su self-sufficient. We need to adapt. We need to become more resilient. And that was... It, 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 I always come back to that episode. He's a remarkable man with a lot of insight. <clears throat> And, and I noticed, Boats, you've been doing some, uh, what, your veggie garden, I've got to say gardens, plural, because they're looking fantastic. Um, I popped in, of course, and went up there and did some whippersnipping and a bit of singing um, for, for Annette and uh, Boats uh, through the break. And, um, but, mate, it, it's so true, isn't it, to become that we have to, you know, adapt what Gaz is saying and become more self-sufficient um, and yeah, changing I think, I think with so. science. Um, um, Ernesto Spinelli, uh, an existential thinker, um, he's, he describes the current situation as the age of uncertainty. Mm. Um, the COVID has uh, introduced uncertainty about um, a, a virus we can't even see, but the devastating effects of death and um, infections and that rapid spread and the dislocation to our life mm. lives mm. with the um, shutdowns and the hotspotting and... Um, quarantining and all that sort of stuff, mm. you know, and mm. going to get tested and those sorts mm. of things that have grabbed people's reality, if you like. And mm. um, um, so we've all been touched to, to an extent by a universal. So we had a universal experience, um, and it's ongoing, and we mm. don't know the end of all this. Um, it, mm. That's uncertain as well. But also, that the usual reference points of ongoingness that we uh, sit in, like the, um, the United States commitment to democracy, um, has been tested. Um, so that's a, a source of great uncertainty. Mm. Um, climate change and the sort of uh, the shifts that have been uh, recorded at very deep levels um, mm. that, are, that point to a seismic shift in our climate and the impacts upon that. So this is the age of uncertainty. Mm. And mm. so how do we disintegrate um, or do we um, uh, work at solutions or mm. work at collective behaviour that attends to these challenges? Mm. Mm. I think it's, and, and we, we, we are being tested. Um, so um, I think for me it opens up um, ideas of um, sitting in collectivism and taking individual responsibility. Mm. And also accepting that we are in a complex time. So anybody who offers a, a, a magic bullet or a, a slogan, 
caveat emptor, mm. buyer beware, mm. back off. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, we need a whole different conversation um, that is based on complexity and multiple perspectives. And then sort of sitting, finding a language and a, and a willingness mm. to step into deep conversation mm. that is not about this is my idea and aren't I wonderful. Yes. It, it's, yes. it's about um, searching for a resolution, a joint action that we can develop together. Mm. Surprisingly, that collectivization is also a source of great mental health mm. and a great uh, and individual sort of warming up, mm. um, you know, through 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 the collective argument. Mm. And the collectivism comes out of individual eyes joining together. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mate, it, it, very well said. It, you know, I just watched a little clip of David King this morning when he was he was talking about being in his own garden and and having the fact that it's an opportunity to reconnect to land. Um, to, to reconnect with your neighbours, um, to sit around and, and look and be grateful for all those things you have. Again, I'll put that up on the website. But, but yeah, there's some tremendous points in, in exactly what you're saying. Things, things happen for a reason, and I think it's been a terrific... Um, I mean, first of all, I think we've handled it extremely well. Um, I think we've adapted very well um, on a personal level, I can say that, but also, too, as a, as a nation, as a state. Um, you know, not everything's going to be perfect, but I, I, the, things happen for a reason. And I think that this COVID has, has brought so many good things into uh, us, you know, as, as one and, and, and as a community. It has brought community closer together. So, yeah, some good points. What's up for you, Nick? What's going on this year? You've got, uh, obviously, you, you've, you've come back from a great holiday. You were down at South Coast, down at Jarvis Bayway. Yeah, yeah. So, he's, yeah. Just by the way, Nick's, uh, he's, he's looking extremely well tanned, isn't he? He's, <laughs> it's like he's come out of a sunbed or something. You, you look great, mate. It's not a uh, Katoomba. It's not, it's not, no. It's not a, a Katoomba complexion. <laughs> That's exactly right. I was outside, I think it's yeah. 15 degrees at the moment. Yeah, well, I did take my jumper off as I came in here today, so yeah. the, it's uh, something you only really do in Katoomba uh, in summer. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, back, back to work. Uh, so that's been, that's been the last couple of weeks, and I guess the, the main work I'm doing is around uh, in education, working with uh, trauma-informed practice. And, and I guess in these times of uncertainty, everything that's gone on through 2020 has just really sharpened the focus the need for trauma-informed practice and mm. clearly mm. the bushfires and COVID, the, uh, having homeschooling going on created um, a lot, a lot of problems, a lot of kids who, um, so domestic violence increased and so on. So yeah, certainly uh, a lot of challenges, but also yeah, following on from what Gary was saying, uh, in education there's been a real growth in how do we work differently, how do we work online, and so lots of lots of opportunities. So excited about, uh, yeah, the year going forward, and yeah, Thank hoping to get a bit more into music too. Yeah, right. terrific. Yeah. Well, I, I've had a, uh, well, I've had a quite a funny uh, time since we did our last show. I've, it's been great to be able to spend some time with my son, um, you know, and I, and I was able to play my first ever game of cricket with my son, I, although I, I did break my finger and uh, screamed like a like a, a, a 
you know, wild boar, I guess, that's been connected with a dog or something. It was, uh, you know, I remember sitting on the side of the field and I was still in so much pain and there was another father who was scoring for the opposition and his son came over, you know, with some more ice. He said, can I give this to you? And his, and his dad said, no, just let him moan it out. <laughs> <laughs> and he was true, you know, like when you, when, you, when you break a bone, I don't know, I've broken so many, I think I'm made of glass. Um, but, geez, it was extremely painful. But So I had... Uh, uh, quite an extensive amount of dental work and, you know, it was a horrible December and what happened with me, incidentally, was I had to go up on my pain medication to be able to, um, I guess, uh, manage the pain that I was in. You know, I think it was a three-root canal, a couple of bridges, all the rest that went on with it. So I decided to, to check myself back into the clinic. So it was a clinic I do down there at Borkham Hills, Windsor Road, um, just to give an opportunity to get in there and do some groups to sharpen up some skills. Um, and to be able to manage my, my pain medication, which, which I managed to do in a very short period of time, which was great. Uh, I did two and a half weeks in there and I came out feeling quite new. It was, it was good. You know, uh, it, it sort of takes you a couple of days to get used to it, but, you know, I, I think they like me there. They always give me the biggest room. It's 45 <laughs> square metres, you know. It's like an apartment and, you know, you get three square meals. It's, you know, and I, I think my flatmate likes to have, have a rest from me anyway, so that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, man, it's been, uh, you know, a, a pretty tough time, but I've managed to, we, I don't know how we do it, but we come through it, you know, as you, as you said in your song. But uh, looking ahead for the year, we, you know, we'd like to, to get away a bit in our caravan. And, um, you know, I think that uh, with the way that uh, everything's going, we might have the opportunity to do that, which is good. Get out there and meet some more people, bring the show on the road. Um, there's a lot of things that we've got coming up, uh, of course, which we'll talk about in the coming shows. Um, we might just uh, go to a quick break, uh, come back with a song. Um, but you're listening to the Men's Mental Health Show on uh, 89.1 RBMFM. If I could, I would save the morning light for you. If I could, I would make it feel alright for you When this world brings you to your knees I send this song to bring you peace If I could If I could I would bring the water down for you If I could I would break this crown for you When the darkness tells you lies I would bring you back your eyes If I could But these words, they're empty air Tell me again, you just don't care If I could, I would hide your smile in a mirror for you If I could, I would light the way for you When the darkness tells you lies I would bring you back your eyes if I could But 
But these words, they're empty air Tell me again, you just don't care But you won't change The way I feel You won't change The way I feel Yeah, baby, that was awesome, Nick. Um, I don't, I don't know if you've played that before. No, that's a, that's a brand new song. Mm. Beautiful, and obviously, if I could, if I yeah. could, yeah, beautiful. And where, where did the inspiration come from behind that? Uh, so just, um, just really about connecting with my seventeen-year-old daughter. So, for those of you who have teenage children, yeah. uh, challenging time. Um, yeah. So yeah, just trying to yeah keep that connection and and I guess express that love even when you're going through difficult times. Mm. Mm, no, beautiful mate. You um, you can certainly write a song. That's for sure. It's, you know, I feel quite it's quite easy to connect to myself with with what you write. But um, yeah, mate, some beautiful songs. Thank you. All right, we're back, and uh, I, I did forget something before. Um, this is a dude. <laughs> so that—that's—that's that's what an Avril Lavigne is. Just—just just for you, Chief. <laughs> so there you go. You've worked it out. Hope I've helped. Oh, very much. Yes. There's a much chance of me listening to Avril as uh, riding that skateboard down at Windsor the other day. Um, so if Avril's team want to get um, in touch with the radio station to collect their... Um, yeah, that's uh, right. We, we pay for it. In for, uh, royalties. We, we do pay royalties here at uh, RBM. Don't worry about that. I think uh, you have to if you're on air. But no, good point. Good point. At that um, was such a positive engagement down there the other night yeah. with the, some of the young people of the Hawkesbury and their parents just pulled yeah. up and had a yarn to them. And uh, just seeing uh, the way they can connect yeah. when it's a non-threatening and you're in their environment and mm -hmm. listening to some of the things they're talking about and showing an interest in them, it was, it was a highlight of the shift, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm. When, when I take my son there, I, I notice that some of the older kids help some of the younger kids too. And that's... It was, that's what the parents said to me. They said it, it's a very, very respectful place, mm. a, a very cooperative place that the, mm. the more experienced riders really... Uh, enjoy um, new people mm. coming along and developing mm. their talents and giving them some confidence mm. and spending time with them. It's a, a real tight little community. It's great. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic to see. I mean, things were a lot different, of course, at skate parks when I was younger. Um, and it's good to see how it's changed, you know. Because you, you know, if, you, if you're a grommet, it's like being in the surf. You've got to wait your turn, do your time, you know. But um, it's good to see that the older kids are actually giving more of that time to the younger kids to, uh, to, to do what they need to do and develop and become better at their skills. Yeah. I, I love doing... I mean, I played against the team on the weekend, Blackheath B. Um, I'm in Katoomba B. And uh, cricket, this is... And uh, some tremendous young fellas. And when they came out to bat, I'm the captain, and I was giving them a little bit of lip, you know, just not... Just banter, not, you know, just trying to get them used to playing seniors cricket, these 14-year-olds. And um, 
young, I have to mention his name, Jack uh, Laurie was his name, his father, Rue, and he's got a younger brother, Henry. So there's two sons and young Henry bowls, I think Henry's about 11 or 12, he bowls left arm Chinaman. So for those that don't know what a Chinaman is, it's leg spin. And he bowls wrongins. Okay, so this is just like what you see on the Big Bash. And uh, so I go to think, right, oh, here comes one, it's coming, uh, this is going for six. And it's turned the other way, the cheeky bugger. But uh, I was just absolutely blown away by the skills. Anyway, I, I, I had a quick bowl and I put five men on the onside because I thought he's not going to be able to help himself, this young fella. So I said, Jack, I've put five men there. Why are you trying to hit me through there? So when I bowled the ball, he hit it over the top of the fieldsman, right? And as he comes up and turns around, he goes, that's why I hit it there, Spillo. <laughs> and I thought, well, you got done there. You know, you got sledged back by a 14-year-old. It was great. But no, I like to sort of encourage and get the, you know, to develop, you know, I've always said, you know, in cricket, it, it, cricket's such a game about spirit, you know, and, and to acknowledge the people that have played the game before us and to, for those that play the game ahead of us, the spirit comes first and foremost. I mean, once I cross that line, I'm as competitive as the next person. And, you know, once somebody said to me, Spill, like, what, you, why do you take it so seriously sometimes? And I said, well, I'll tell you what, Nathan, I said, what we'll do next week, we'll leave the scorebook at home and we'll, and we'll do something different then. You know, and, uh, but I'm competitive, but I'm fair. And I never make anything personal towards uh, or judgment. Um, yeah, but I love the game because it's, uh, I don't know, it's just uh, it's something, it's just the camaraderie, I guess, with oh, everyone. And, and so many classic moments, all the different sledges over the time. One mm. of my favourite was... Uh, the great um, Sir Viv Richards was beaten a couple of times yeah. and the bowler kept saying to him, it's a cricket ball, it's you've got a bat. It's red, it's round, that's, that's right. right. You're supposed to hit it. And then finally Viv has belted him. And the ball's <laughs> left the park. He says, you know what it is, go find it. You know what it looks like, you go find it. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, it's a great one, wasn't it? And the one about a Junarana Tunga. Because uh, he was a bit podgy at Junarana Tunga and he used to always call for a runner once he got to 30. And Ian, Ian Healy said, put, put a Mars bar out on a length. That'll get him out of the crease, <laughs> you know. And then someone, and Alan Boyder said, he wanted a runner. He said, you don't get a, you don't, you don't get a runner for being fat, you know. <laughs> but um, some of the sledges, of course, that you hear in some of the... It, you know, those days are gone, a lot of them, thankfully. But, um, yeah, there's some, certainly some crackers. Yeah, the one about Mark War having a go at someone for not being good enough to represent it, their country and it, being told, well, at least I'm the best batsman in my family. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. And uh, I don't know about that because, you know, I was as good a sledge as I was. Mark War was one of my favourite cricketers. He was, he was he, off the pads yeah. was just grace and elegance. Anyway, I just thought we'd have a couple of segments um, uh, this year. And uh, this, is, um, this is one because I, I talked about, when I was in hospital, we talked about triggers and, um, and doing, doing something nice for either yourself or for someone else. Because when you do something for someone else, it's actually, you, you find you're not doing it for them, you're more or less doing it for yourself to feel you know, self-empowered or good. Uh, so, you know, some of my things that get me are, you know, people that uh, when I'm, I'm coming up the hill that sit in that right-hand lane, I, I try not to get too close to them, but I give them good distance and I never use my horn. I don't, I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't like my horn. And, uh, which I don't think you're allowed to use anyway unless there's certain circumstances. And you sit there behind the person and they're right next to a truck, you know, between Glenbrook and Falkenbridge and it just, that gets my grits. But there was one the other day, because I, I do the lawns in the neighbourhood 
and there's some new neighbours that have moved in and their dogs get out. And I think I, hit, I think it was one of their dogs' do's that I hit with a whippersnipper. Just so you know, when you hit a, a dog do with a whippersnipper, it's not a pleasant sight. For, yeah, it's sure it is for everyone else, but not for yourself. So uh, instead of doing that, I turned my, my trigger into a deed and I said, oh, look, it was only yesterday, a dog's got out again and they're beautiful dogs, they're labradoodles, black labradoodles, lots of, you know, thick hair and characters. And, and I said to her, I said, look, uh, you know, I'm happy to take your dogs for a walk with my dog if you want. Um, you know, and I've put on a few extra kegs over the break too, so probably that stint in hospital. Um, so that was my deed. I offered to do something good. I, I like to get in there and help, the, you know, in my small community. And so when people drive into our street, it looks nice, the lawns look presentable, and it's, you know, it gives you sort of self-pride, I guess, and same, same with the people. So I thought I'd start with you, Chief. What if, I mean, you do, a, needless to say, you've already spoken of a few things, but um, what's come up for you, mate? What, what triggers you at times? I can't imagine you get too put off by, by much. Maybe Amanda at home, or you do oh, something. Oh no, wrong? no, no! She's um, she's she's an angel. There's no trouble yeah. there. Look, I uh, focus on some good thing that happened to me during the week, with uh, the borders remaining open. Hopefully, mm. I've had a couple of trips down to Tasmania that were cancelled, and one of them was to do uh, a photography workshop with Ben Wilkinson, one of Tasmanians' leading uh, outdoor photographers. He runs a company called Wilkography. And I was booked to do a half-day um, tutorial with him. We've had it going for some time and haven't been able to get there. It's called off a couple of times because of the closures. And finally, we've got a, a date that's all set, and he set me the itinerary. And uh, it was a, a full day. And I contacted him and said, Ben, you know, we've, we've paid for a half-day. Uh, let me know the full-day huh. rate and I'll, uh, I'll top it up. Yeah. He said, mate, there's some things that are more important than money. We're just going to have a blast. He said, we're yeah. going to get out in Tasmania. We're going to take photos and... We just kind wow. of spend time together. Mm. Yeah. He said, uh, you can uh, buy a couple of cascades at, uh, at Shippies, the pub <laughs> yeah. down there. So Wonderful. just someone uh, graciously giving of, of their mm. time and, and their skills yeah. and just being able to have uh, that time away where we're just going to, uh, no pun intended, uh, focus on our photography. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what is it? What takes you to... to obviously, is it the beauty? <laughs> yeah. Dad joke. Yeah, yeah, I missed that. I'm sorry. Wasn't that a flash, Gary? No. <laughs> Dad jokes aren't allowed to be. <laughs> Mate, what, what is it about... To, are, you, are you or Amanda originally from there? you got family or is it you're just taken by the beauty of the place? Taken by the beauty. I first went down there um, late 70s, 80s, I suppose. Uh, COVID aside, I get down there a couple of times a year mm. and uh, made good friends down there at different locations. Will you end up there, you think, in retirement? Do you think that's a chance or... No, I've, I was, watch I've this been, space. I've been told that I can go any time I want, yeah. but uh, I'll be going on my own. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda's got family. You know, we've got a daughter here, so... Yeah, yeah, that would make yeah, it tough. It yeah. does make it tough. Yeah. But we get there when we can. We've got, uh, thankfully, we've got trips booked in um, March, March, April, yeah. June and September. Wow. So wow. we're getting back Good on you, mate. to different parts of the state and getting things done, catching yeah. up with some people. And yeah. as I said, the, uh, the photography session with Wilco is going to be uh, very special. Yeah, mm. yeah, I'm sure it will be. Sure it will be. Look forward to uh, seeing some of the pictures, mate. Thank you. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Bodes, somehow I think what gets your grits has got something to do with badminton and, uh, and blue Phillips. What's going on there? 
I'll tell you what gives me grits. Um, is hearing this, how good is Australia? Coming from uh, 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 white men in power. Yeah. That, that, that gets my grits. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what, I was, I was watching um, Four Corners last night and the story on Biden. Biden, yeah. And I was really struck by Anita Hill, uh, mm. the, uh, the black uh, woman talking about sexual harassment from a, an, a black man that was... Uh, yeah. uh, the, professor. Yeah, yeah. the professor. Yeah, the professor. And, um, you know, the, the panel of uh, all white men mm. um, sort of adjudicating. And, um, and I thought, gee, we'll come, we have come a long way when you think about it because um, Biden himself kind of represents a man who life has, in a sense, toppled his hubris or his, you know, idea that he knows everything and, he, mm. and his cabinet reflects... And an incredible um, inclusion of mm. women um, and um, women of all colours and race, um, and he, he he's grown with that. He's he, mm. he's a symbol, if you like, of resilience. And I, and I thought, good on him. You know, I, I really wanted to acknowledge that. But but I think that Australia, we've got a long way to go yet around oh. our, uh, you know indigenous inclusion. And New Zealand um, approved um, a Māori New Year as a public holiday, which falls on June the 24th next year. Mm. Um, That's Mm. when uh, Matariki um, will be celebrated. And it actually was such an interesting idea that um, that for Māori, when the Pleiades constellation shows up in the sky about that time, um, in Australia and New Zealand, Mm. they see it as their new year. Yeah, really. um, and what an interesting interpretation of the winter, um, the, you know, the wintry time, mm. the emergence of spring as a kind of signal of the new year. I mean, we're so... Makes sense, doesn't it? Well, it's a, it's a t- totally different orientation yeah. um, and, and one that attracts me. Um, so how good is Australia? I mean, I understand the sentiment at one level of celebration. You know, I mean, we're doing, we're doing okay. But I also think it, um, it's a two-edged sword. Yeah. And it can rub uh, wounds into people who who aren't um, enjoying, um, you know, a parity, if you like, or a sense of inclusion, or even being respected. Yeah. And um, uh, and the other thing that gets my grits is um, a person who has one opinion in response to complex problems. Okay, give us an example. Um, well, I think um, climate change right. um, and um, people's um, one-dimensional views well, about, about denial, yeah. the denial of the problem. Barney Joyce's comment the other day. What was it? Tell me. Tell oh, well, look, in 30 years, a lot of us farmers won't be here. <laughs> I'm fair dinkum. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. It, uh, that gets my grits. I, th- I think um, we've been seduced by... Um, a form of sloganeering, if you like, um, as a um, as a truth to complex problems, mm. and I think um, I, I think we could really got to challenge that. Mm. Um, I, I think I think we're going to take this life that we've been given as individuals fairly seriously, 
um, and sit in the complexity of experiencing and thinking and feeling mm. um, beyond what we're, we're accustomed to. Mm. I think we've sort of become shallow in our um, location of ourselves as a human being in the world. Mm. Um, and, I'm, uh, and, uh, and so when someone gives a trite, mm. I mean, they may, they may be revving me up, that's a, and that's okay yeah, too. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. be warm to that moment. But I think that this great time of uncertainty requires a different response, a new response mm. uh, from mm. us to actually sort of become more nuanced and more exploring um, that there is no truth, there are only approaches to truth. Yeah. Yeah. And to be able to have that skill of being able to listen without judgment. Absolutely. You know, but no, that, that's the terrific points. You know how I feel about that. Um, I'm quite passionate about what we need to do for, for our Aboriginal um, yep. first, first uh, settlers or first not settlers, first people. Um, you know, I, I just, I, look, I won't go into it because, you know, so, so deeply in my thoughts, but, um, you know, my, my good mate David King, for example, when I was in hospital, um, you know, he's got so much going on. But he, he called me every day or texted me every day. Um, and it was a beautiful thing to see how I was going. You know, I had some tough days in there and some good days. Um, but, you know, he was genuine, genuinely, you know, interested in, in how I was going. And he's just such a beautiful man. Um, and, and what he wants and, and, his, and his goals of just connecting within the community. So we hopefully get Dave back on and uh, we maybe announce next week this good news that we've heard about him. But it's a good point, Spades, and uh, it's good to hear the passion. I love it. Thank you. Nick? Yeah, I, I guess um, just from yesterday, what's triggering me is just around um, sort of politics and there's been no money given to the Blue Mountains for the reparations for the bushfires. And, mm. I mean, not to, not to call out one political party or another, but just the pork barrelling goes on yeah. and whoever's in power, they'll give money to the seats that yeah. um, suit yeah. them and not to the other seats. And it's we just... lost a lot of homes, particularly over Bell's line of, yeah. you know, it was, how many, just out of... Around 100. Around 100, I, yeah. I believe. Yeah, something. It was. <clears throat> I mean, any one one's too many, but um, that political world's always very difficult, isn't it, with where the, the monies do go to. the um, That far south coast area was um, mm. much more impacted than than what we had up here. Yeah, and I mean, the, fire, the fire we had here was the largest fire in Australian history. It burnt more more land, um, mm. but yeah, yeah, know. the Gosper Mountain fire that mm. turned into the Gross. The bush, yeah. But those um, those fires from uh, Nowra all the way back down mm. to the border, yeah, just. Um, a terrible time and so much to, to look at very closely on how those funds were allocated and mm -hmm. for what basis. And there's always be a concern if there's a suggestion that it's, um, the funds were allocated to uh, a certain party's own interests and not up here because they, it's a safe uh, seat for, uh. for the Labor Party. So it, um, it does cause controversy, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, sorry, and I missed deeds, Bodes. You do a lot in the community. You do a lot. Um, uh, I noticed you'll probably, no doubt, be uh, uh, listening to the read the signs tonight. I'm not sure. You may have clients. But uh, what's something good that uh, you've been doing or you've done that's um, that's lifted your spirit? Um, 
I know you do a, a, a you, you veggie garden. You pretty much open it to your neighbourhood, don't you? Or yeah. so, so certain yeah, neighbours. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, That's great. Look, I'm not. I'm not I think, yeah, I, I don't want, can't really single out any 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 sort of um, deed, but I but I guess um, the way I think about it is that I, if I look back on my life, um, the right people have come into my life at the time where I was hungry for inspiration, hungry for new ideas. Um, and um, I'm paying my, I'm paying that back. Uh, mm. um, so if someone wants to talk about something, um, or they're hungry for uh, an an idea um, or a lift in their sort of current thinking, I'm I'm happy to drop some gems in there um, for them to uh, chew on and um, get a good feed out of it. Mm. Um, so make use of me, you know. I say mm. I say to people, make use of me. Throw me yeah. some good questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll dig deep into my sort of memory and try and sort of pull something out that you might find useful. Yeah. yeah? And the garden is a metaphor for growing yeah. food that you know that one can actually cook and and, yeah. um, um, and and respond to. I mean, that's a little bit selfish for me that whole garden because I get so much pleasure out of it. Um, <laughs> and, it's my, and it's my sort of nod to my dad, you know. So. Um, um, and, and it's kind of a, a, um, a poignancy for me that um, that I can love him more powerfully uh, now that he's gone. And I wish at times that I was able to love him um, when he was around and not get caught up in that struggle, uh, father and son. So, um, so it's kind of retrospective um, yeah. immersion um, in the truth of him. So, mm. so that's... That, that's really interesting. Uh, for, from a mental health point, I keep on thinking about mental health because our our program is uh, is about that. But um, it, it's to sort of play with generosity as much as one also wants to play with scolding the other. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, exploring the sort of those oppositions and being grounded in both of them rather mm. than just the one. Uh, with the one struggle, the one thing. So. Mm, mm. Mm. No, I, I, I relate to what you say about your father, mate. I think that's, uh, that's beautiful, you know. Um, you know, I, I've worked hard to, to build my relationship back up with my father and having that time is so valuable, as you say, you know. Um, you know, he's, he's in good shape, my old man, but you just don't know, you know. I, I was talking to someone the other day, and I beg your pardon, Nick, I'll come back to you, mate. I, I apologise. But... You know, I've got to talk about death with him. I've not done, had that conversation. Uh, I don't know how to approach it. Um, maybe that's something I can talk about or we can talk about. Um, because it's something that, you, you know, I think is important. What's going to happen? How do I deal with that? How are you going to deal with it? How, how's he feeling about it? Um, you know, he's 76 soon. Um, he's in good shape. I think he still has the occasional cigarette, which uh, I don't think is too good. But um, but he cares. He's good shape. He walks. He does. You know all the rest. He just bought a little dog. Um, and and I, and I like my father's company. I think I can be a bit too much for him at times. Uh, I think we can be. We're we're, we're a lot alike in, in many ways as well. So, but it's about that quality in, in time and, and having that language of, of of father and son connection and um, being able to you know talk more about than what's just on the surface. Dig deeper, if you like. Yeah. yeah. Ram Das said something really interesting. He said, um, I always wanted to have the big talks with my father. 
Uh, but he just wanted to play Yahtzee. So he said, uh, <laughs> I learned to play Yahtzee with my father and enjoy that sort of kind of, yeah. you know, enjoy his enjoyment of it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. I got, yeah. and I got something from that. I can really relate to that as well. So with uh, similarly, I, I don't feel like I could talk to my dad directly around that sort of stuff, but mm. we sort of have things like we both love reading and, and I'll read a lot of the things that he um, recommends and stuff and, and very occasionally recommend something that he will read too. But, yeah, sort of finding... It's almost like finding a, um, a common ground yeah. to create that connection... Um, yeah, and like he likes cards and chess and stuff like that. So, yes. but without being able to go directly to speak mm. directly about things, yeah. Mm. Mm. No, no, I'm with you, mate. Yeah, it's yeah, it's tough, isn't it? He likes mm. <laughs> Yahtzee. Um, I love it. You know. <laughs> that's, that's a, well, that's a, that's a bit like with my mum. That's you yeah. know, she we used okay. to play Zilch, which is a similar game. It's an extra dice. It's six dice instead of five. Um, yeah, so, but you know, I, I got to spend some, some lovely quality time with my mum, which was great, and we got to have some great conversations about things like, she's probably listening now, hello mum, I love you. Um, sometimes I call my mum orbs, which is horrible, because it means orbit. <laughs> you know, I had one of those mums that, um, you know, I, I, I was talk, telling you the story about Craig Curry earlier, he's a terrific batsman, he, he actually hit a ball, and my mum was reading a book and the ball went through the windscreen and it landed on the, on the seat next to her, you know, scared the living hell out of her. She got out of the car, she went out there with a the purse and started beating him up. <laughs> um, she did the same thing, I think, next time we played them when, he, when I top-edged the ball and hit me in the face and I had a bloody nose. And she came out and beat him up a second time. <laughs> same kid. I think, I don't think... <laughs> but that's my, well, that's my mum, you know. She's banned from Royal North Shore Hospital because she hit a nurse with a walking stick. Um, <laughs> So I'm not kidding you. So, mate, going back to you, Nick, um, what's happened, mate? What's some good deeds? What's yeah, uh, going I, on in your life? I suppose what I think about, and, and I, I mean, this is double-edged because it's, it's as much for me as for the other person, yeah. but with work being virtually completely online, it's, you, you lose the, the personal connections out of, out of the relationships. And for me, work is... The work's important, but the relationships are fundamental, and if you get the relationships right. And so we've, we've had a, a guy who's come into the team recently, and just, I guess, spending a bit of time just calling him up and saying, look, any questions you've got, and just spending time with him so he doesn't feel like he's... He feels like he is mm. part of the team and bringing him in and feeling like he's connected rather than feeling like he's in a room somewhere just producing yeah. things. <laughs> um, for a timeline, mm. so I, I guess that yeah, just trying to being you, conscious at work of keeping people connected. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Yeah. All right, we might just take another uh, quick break, um, and we'll come back for the uh, final part of the the last half hour of the show. You're with um, uh, Bradley Spillane, uh, psychotherapist Bodie Marzen, uh, Chief Inspector Gaz Sims, uh, the Chief, and uh, and of course Nick Danter, local singer songwriter. Um, back with you guys in just a moment, folks. Getting tested protects our communities from COVID-19. Anytime you feel unwell, even with mild symptoms, get tested immediately. Testing is free, quick and easy. Some people find it uncomfortable, but it shouldn't hurt. Most people get their results in 24 hours. Any information you provide is kept confidential. So get tested right away, isolate until you get your results and keep our mob safe. For the latest information, go to New South Wales Government website at nsw.gov.au.
I had a dream that my dad died All day I carried that grief inside And even though it wasn't true My heart couldn't hear what my head knew In the evening I broke down and cried Inconsolable like a child My lover held me in her arms Until the feeling had passed There's a river that runs Through my dad and my son They share the same soft hands and heart Watch my boy while he sleeps He's tangled in some dream For all of his days I see His life is still a mystery And I cry for the boy who's grown Still searching for a home And I cry for the day I'll wake to find that my dad's gone There's a river that runs Through my dad and my son They share the same soft hands and heart There's a river that runs Through me and my dreams now I understand that I'm a man And now I understand that I'm a man Yeah, that was beautiful, man. Um, and, you know, thanks so closely related to uh, what we were talking about, particularly with Bodie. And, um, you know, that got me thinking. Uh, beautiful, Nick. It's just, just such a great songwriter, mate. Mm. You, you. you can write the ass right off a song, mate. You, something else. Um, so it's just, just about life, isn't it? Yeah, it's good stuff. Just, it is, you know. Um, but but uh, to put it, you know, I mean, I've written songs, but I, I can't write like that. That's... You know, that's something else. It's like mm. this guy, you, I reckon could. I reckon Bates could write a good song. He can write a good poem. Um, Bates, well, speaking of which, talk to him. Yeah, what were you going to say, mate? Well, um, you know, I was just uh, thinking about the relational thing about fathers. Um, and, um, you know, all boys come uh, have a father. Um, that's known or not known, um, depending on circumstance. Um, and even fathers who are known uh, uh, maybe aren't really known. Mm. Uh, you know, that strange sort of thing of our bias or our, um, the stories that we've been told that, some, that uh, means that fathers um, become invisible. Um, I, I was reminded of a, a, a client that um, re rejected his father um, and the father wanted to, you know, divorce and... Um, 
my father wanted to, to have contact and um, um, for a while there was contact but uh, about 17 or 18 this client uh, decided they didn't want to have any more contact with his father. Um, and then um, in his 40s this client suddenly um, had a very strong vision of his father and wanted to make contact and of course the father had passed on, had deceased. Um, and so uh, that's what brought him into, into, into therapy, was uh, this wrenching loss of the father. Um, and um, he had to regain contact with the father by sitting at his gravesite for, for hours and right. hours at a time. Um, and one day, he, um, this client, a stroke of genius, um, put his uh, phone number um, on a piece of paper um, and, uh, and among the flowers uh, that were at the, at the gravesite. And um, to his great pleasure, um, a sister of his dad um, responded to, noticed a piece of paper and, and rang him up. Mm. And he began to form a relationship with his father via his, his, um, his, uh, his, his, his auntie. auntie. Yeah. yeah. What a story. And his father became, started to become alive for him. Mm. Um, uh, so... You know, as, as much as mothers are so crucial to our um, reality, um, you know, I think fathers are um, as well. And I guess um, for anybody who is um, conflicted about uh, their father, uh, I say um, seek him out. Seek him out. Seek him out. Mm. Drop, drop the biases, drop the other stories, seek him yeah. out. And if he's open to something with you, what a blessing. If he's not, I'm so sorry to hear that. But seek him out. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, and if he's, if he's not, don't, don't stop trying. You know, try other ways. You know, we talk about that. It's not all about going through the front door. You know, there are other entries of trying to fix things. Yeah, and but, I think part of it is that so yeah. the way that people in previous generations imagined what it is to be a man and what what the limits around that are and what what you're expected to do and all of those all of those things go into creating the way that people are and mm. so when we're relating to people from different generations it is about as you say it's letting go of those those expectations and biases and just going you're a human being I'm a human being let's find the common ground um, and that's yeah finding the way forward through that mm. Mm. The common ground. Mm. You know, at some level, we're always having to find and refine not only ourselves, but also those people who who are in our life. You know, mm. who are intimates or um, or have impacted upon us in some way, or have disappointed us. Mm. So at at mm. some level, there is always that beautiful line um, that um, in beginnings and endings um, that we come back to the beginning. And we come back to it uh, for the very first time, mm. um, and that openness to that very the, to that re-embrace um, is, uh, I think, part of the genius of of um, existence, mm. and being open to a new understanding and a new and a refinding. Yeah, time is a circle. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, talk some sense. Guess what? Mm. Is your your old man still around? No, unfortunately, both uh, both my parents have uh, have died some some time ago now. Right. So, uh, how old were you when 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 your folks passed? 
You mind well, me asking? If, no, you don't, if you're not no, comfortable, we don't. No, it's just um, mathematically challenged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the um, strongest. Well, thing. Mum, mum died in um, 1998. Right. And uh, wow. Dad's been gone about uh, eight years now. Yeah. 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 And was you, you, you had a good relationship, Mum and Dad. I had a relationship that was of of the time. You know, yeah, on okay, yeah, I see. What was yeah. sort of expected in, in relationships back mm, then? Mm. Uh, whilst I, I came from a very loving, caring, supportive family, they weren't the type of parents that ever ever tell you that. Y yeah, mm. yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. Mum sort of only sort of came around to doing that as she was uh, ill in Penrith Hospital and not far from from dying. Okay. Uh, whereas, um, you know, Dad wasn't. Yeah. That type of, of mm. a person, the man mm. from back in those days, where yeah, Aussie yeah. men didn't uh, talk mm. about, um, about feelings. Love and feelings. We certainly wouldn't be doing something like we're doing now. No, yeah. no. The community's changed, and people have changed with times. We've mm. developed and we've grown. Mm. But um, they they definitely have uh, such an influence, and not only your, your biological fathers, but uh, all the fathers yeah. that step in, yeah. and. Well and um, form a, a yeah. family and influence yeah. people uh, yeah. so much. So it is a very, very strong um, area for, for people, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, good point, mate. And I can yeah, see where it can lead to so much conflict as so well. So, Gary, did other men step in for you, older men, um, as part of your journey of becoming um, that made a difference for you? No, not really. No. Not really. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So there's... My, my life uh, and circle is, is fairly small, mm. so there's, mm. there's not a great deal of um, outside influence in it at all. Mm. Mm. Um, the family's very small. I mean, there's only now my, uh, my brother and my sister, um, the only cousins that I have, uh, have both, uh, both died young. So it's a, it's a very, mm. very small family. And there, there is, you know, when I was growing up, the, the matriarch of, of the family was my aunt because she raised uh, mum's family, because her parents uh, both died very young and she was sort of a, a real matriarch type. Mm. And she had a lot of influence on people. But uh, and my grandfather, Keith, he, um, he died when I was uh, still in high school. So I haven't had um, a, a real strong male father figure as such. Mm. Mm. It's interesting, mate. Mm. But I'm sure you've been that figure to many people. But, well, you would be to... To your staff, mate, you know? Well, yeah, only yesterday we had a long conversation with a, one of our fairly new constables, a fellow of um, Aboriginal descent. Wonderful. And come out, of, uh, come out of Cranebrook and really doing good things with his life. Had a long chat with him over different things. He's had a few confronting um, incidents at work that uh, were very hard for him to, to wrap his head around. And uh, you do you spend time uh, with people like that, and um, mm -hmm. just um, I, I like something Bode said later on a little while ago about um, giving back, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is um, so true. Is that uh, that giving back? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I said, it is. I was just talking to the guys just before we came in here in in the office, you know. And, and there's been a few things that have happened at the station, just some politics and. And I said to them, you know, I, I try not to step in there or get involved because I've been on boards and whatnot. And they said, if you're interested, you can you want to come along. And, you know, because I did cricket club for 16 years, hardball diggers for almost 10 years. Um, but I said, not just yet, but, but I will give back. Um, you know, it's obviously a voluntary thing that's run here, but 
you, if you do some time here, you got, you know, I'm lucky that this show um, wouldn't be possible without the guys that are volunteering in that office. Um, and I think it's only right that I go and do a year or two and give back um, in that sense. But, um, you know, whatever it may be in your life, I, I, I think that is a, a tremendous point of giving back. It, it, you, if, if you, it, if it actually becomes addictive. It's, it's, mm. That's my high. It's my drug, really. It is. Mm. It becomes addictive. Um, and, I, and I love it. I mean, I'll do my sister, you know, in law, if you like, Lorne. Um, she's not my sister in law, but, you know, it's like she's in. She just gets so overwhelmed she comes home. She's so happy, you know. She has to get me something. And, and I said, look, she, she, she's a bloody good cook. She, she had a cherry treat. She made some cherry homemade ice cream with brownie. <laughs> <laughs> said, I'll mow your lawn for a year now. You know. But that was, um, you know, that's not why I did it. I did it just because of that response, to mm. see her get overwhelmed. And she's a school teacher. And, you know, the other day she came home and, and I, I was halfway through the lawn. I could just see she was exhausted. So I said, look, I'll come back tomorrow. You know, she's mm. fine with it. And, uh, yeah, she's a different person. But, yeah, giving back, mm. uh, it's a terrific thing. Um, Bodes, you, you bought in a, a book, uh, uh, The Fire of Joy. You've got a palm for us, I believe. Yes. Aristotle, as uh, Dave King would call, or the King would say. Gosh, can I read it? Yeah, it'd be Look, lovely this, if you did, mate. This is um, called Cargoes by John Macefield, 1903. Right. Um, it's one of the uh, first times I heard a poem um, being read um, by my teacher at school at St Paul's College. And um, I think it was Brother Neil. And um, it sort of sang to me um, as, I, as I listened to his reading. And poetry sort of sat in the deep recesses of my mind from that first poem. And um, never really reawakened until um, maybe my um, 60s. Um, and I started to uh, read poetry. And I started to write uh, uh, poetry. And um, now I'm in a group that meets uh, once a fortnight for two hours and everybody brings um, four or five poems um, to the table mm. and we just do readings uh, without much discussion, it's just readings. And so I'm saturated and bombarded with words mm. and image. Um, some of the poems are very visual, some of the poems are um, extraordinary, sort of complex and I've got no idea what I'm listening to, but I'm sort of hanging in. Um, and I've started to... Um, you know, to write poetry, to explore um, uh, the images that tumble in my mind and bring them onto paper, uh, which is, I think, a bit like songwriting. Mm. Um, anyway, this poem is about ships. I'll start off. Quinkareem of Nineveh from distant Ophir, rowing home to haven in sunny Palestine with a cargo of ivory and apes and peacocks, sandalwood, cedarwood, and sweet white wine. Stately Spanish galleon coming from the isthmus, dipping through the top tropics by the palm green shores, with a cargo of diamonds, emeralds, amethysts, topazes, and cinnamon and gold moidores. Dirty British coaster with a salt-caked smokestack, butting through the channel in the mad March days, with a cargo of tyne coal, road rails, pig lead, firewood, iron airware, and cheap T. 
tin trays. Hey, I love it, man. Yeah. That just, I mean, I don't know. I, I saw that show, Taboo, with uh, Tom Murphy. Tom, well, what's his name? English, a terrific show. I don't know if you've ever seen Taboo, but watch it. It reminded me so much of that. Because it was like uh, how uh, that, that stretch of water between Canada and, and the States, that, that's when they brought the tea in. You know, tea ran the world and the British wanted to take this to his father. Anyway, I'm not going to give it away, but watch it. That part reminded me so much of that. Mm. Uh, yeah, fantastic, boats. Cheers, mate. Look, I, I love language. I love words. Yeah. Um, for, somehow, rather, um, that has almost a musical notation for me. Yeah. And, I'm, and learning, to, learning to read and learning to articulate. Um, English isn't my first language. Uh, Limburg dialect was my first language. Mm. So learning English um, at the age of five, thrust into a school, was a bit of a challenge, mm. um, which I solved by putting my hand up and getting a nod that I could go to the toilet and then I'd beetle off home. Yeah. <laughs> because you're, because you're, you're multilingual too, aren't you, Bates? Uh, no, well, or I, bilingual. I know some Māori. Uh, um, um, uh, I'm trying to pluck up courage to um, relearn my Dutch, um, so I haven't quite got there yet, yeah. but, um, okay. um, but um, that's my intent. Okay. I think I think Blue would be happy with that. A bit of hurry up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I picked up a, an E.E. E. Cummings poetry book just I was okay, down in yes, Newtown yes. Uh, on the weekend. And, and it's funny, I was thinking of bringing a poem to uh, read today, um, but oh, I didn't. So well, maybe next, next time. Come, in a couple yeah. of, come back in a couple of weeks <laughs> and, and do one for us. Incidentally, in, in a show in a couple of weeks, I, I wanted to uh, just, just talk about a couple of things before I come to you guys. Um, Whilst I was in, 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 uh, in the clinic, I, I met a terrific young fellow. I think he's only 24, 25, and he was coming off heroin. Um, and the, the way that this kid had turned his life around in the short time that I was there, two and a half weeks of seeing him, was just nothing short of inspiring. I mean, he was at the gym in there, because there's a gym and there's a pool and you go for walks, you can do lots of... It's, seriously, this is, a, this is like holiday. This is a club med. <laughs> but you see this guy and before... And just the way his approach changed, the way he picked... He got it, you know, because sometimes with like young people in these clinics, it takes a couple of goes. It took me six goes, really. But just to get it, for, it, for him to click. So I, I said, look, man... I haven't done a show on addictions and with a guest with addictions. We've touched on it, but we haven't really gone right into it. And I'd love him to come on. And he, he's agreed to come on. So hopefully when he does, we'll mm. get you as well, Nico. Yeah. And um, come back and do some poetry then and, mm. and whatnot. I, I, I wanted to mention um, uh, Jeff Stoddart, um, who's doing some terrific things and, and some other chaps down there. What's the, the Wentworth Falls Hotel? Is that the Alexandra? Wendy Falls is the Grandview. The Grandview, I beg your yeah. pardon. Yeah, so the Alexander is Lura. Lura. Yes. Yeah. So the Grandview Hotel, on the last Thursday of each month um, at 6pm is the men's table. Uh, Bodie and I are going to try and be there for, for that one. And come along if you're free, uh, Chief and Nick. Um, and, and it's just another terrific thing. It's just a couple of blokes. We sort of all sit around and, and just talk about, um, you know, men. And we need to change. We talk you know, uh, constantly evolving. And I think that um, what Jeff uh, Stoddard and some of the guys are doing there is, um, um, you know, it's quite, again, inspiring. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to attending it. So that's the last Thursday of every month at the Grandview. 
Chief, mate, we've... You've always got a couple of, I mean, you've always got something on your plate, haven't you? You're always working on something. You've always got, you know, you're always doing a, a lot of things in the community, but obviously being an ambassador for Are You OK, um, running the walk and talk up here, what's, what's on the agenda? What's on the Chief's agenda? What's coming up? Well, today is um, a special one for some of the things that we do. It's internationally, it's Safe for Internet Day today. It was a concept that started back in the uh, European um, community and has grown to over 140 countries now that um, on, on this day in uh, February, they uh, talk, start a chat and uh, raise awareness about the importance of safety on, on the internet, whether that be through, through abuse, through um, uh, identity protection, uh, scams, frauds, mm. all sorts of things are covered uh, today with lots mm. of different discussions. And I'd... Um, you know, suggest to people to have a look at uh, www.esafety.gov.au and there's some wonderful tips there on, on safety on the internet, safety on the internet for, uh, for elders, safety on the internet for, for teenagers, uh, unbelievably uh, tips for keeping uh, those under the teenage years, our, our fives and up, safety for them on, on the internet and for uh, communities and groups. So that... Um, is a cause that's uh, very uh, dear to me because of the, the troubles that can cause uh, through that. Yeah. So a lot of people connect online and uh, others choose other ways to connect and uh, our Walk and Talk for Life, we're um, um, pleased to announce today that our, our first walk is going to be on the 20th of February up at uh, Blackheath on a Saturday morning. We'll meet up there at about 8.30 for a uh, nice walk along our, uh, our normal track there on the Fairfax Heritage Track. We've had uh, wonderful people over the time come there and they've uh, all enjoyed the, the experience. So there's an open invitation to men, women, children, come along to that walk and um, just have a chance to connect and enjoy yeah. the walk. And, and reconnect with the land is what David once did for us. And it was fantastic, yeah. 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 You know, we learned so much on the time. So he comes along about the, the plants, the, the yeah. animals. Yeah. And, I don't know if all of it's true, David, but it's uh, yeah, ripping certainly. yarn anyway. <laughs> he does. It, well, you can't spin a yarn, that's for sure. <laughs> that's right. But, so uh, they're, um, they're our February activities. Yeah. I'm uh, heavily involved in promoting uh, International Women's Day down on the Hawkesbury in, uh, in March. We've got a, a leadership forum Great. for all our uh, junior police in the, in the Hawkesbury. We've got some, some very good speakers, our federal member, um, Susan's coming Susan along, coming. Yes, Susan Templeman, our state member, Robin Preston, uh, Assistant Commissioner uh, Karen Webb, APM, she's coming along. And a friend of mine, she's recently retired, she was a partner at uh, KPMG, one of the... Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. she's coming along. She used to do a lot of superannuation and taxation for, for sports people. All right. And uh, they're going to talk about um, balancing work, life and, uh, and career. Yeah, so right. that's... Um, well, well, yeah, yeah. And... Yeah. Um, part of that work for um, International Women's Day in, uh, in March. So they're the, the activities mm. that are keeping us on the, on the hop until then. He doesn't stop, boys, I'm telling you. <laughs> He's always, you know, he, uh, you're amazing, Gaz, what you do and how you get around and, and how much of your time you give. And that's not just during your, obviously, within work, it's outside. I mean, like you're doing now for us and coming on the show. It's such a pleasure to have you here, mate. I really appreciate uh, your time. You know, and for what you do within the community here in the Blue Mountains, not just down there in your local area command of Windsor. So thanks, man. No, thanks, brother. Yeah, yeah I'd like to say 
Gaz, you know, that um, for me, uh, your understanding of community policing, um, uh, uh, accessibility within the community, um, you know, warm, warms me up greatly. Because I've seen so much uh, growing up in New Zealand of um, uh, that the police were often um, almost predators uh, for us uh, growing up uh, rather than uh, standing standing with us and building connection and relationship. So I love your brand of community policing. I think it's so empowering. Mm. To go straight back to uh, Sir Robert Peel, the, the father of modern policing, and his philosophy was the police are the community, the community are the police. Yeah. And... Um, you know, uh, Sir Robert Peel really hit it on the head. Mm. What's all about? Yeah. Yeah. And is it wonderful that um, uh, that uh, in the, and uh, from way back our history that we as an example of having to reclaim the original ideas and the sort of the originators like Robert Peel and be reminded of what they what 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 arose in them as a basis for a, a police force. Mm. Now we have to keep going back to our um, our sources of inspiration. Mm. Um, and our uh, yeah, so I just back to our roots. Yeah. Back to our roots. That's right. Yeah. Well said. Mm. Yeah, yeah no, no, similarly, and, and where we started, it's great to hear about the, um, the skate park stuff. And just if, like, if we connect with the kids where they're coming from, then it does set up those opportunities for mentoring and stuff that if, if no one's structuring that, then it, it, like, it doesn't happen that way, and it's really important work. Yeah, mm. no, it was... And, you know, you get it as much from it yourself as the kids get it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, yeah. Um, it was a highlight for me personally just to see them uh, being open and wanting to talk and, mm. and also hearing the, the words of the parents, not only about how much they appreciate me being there, but about how where their kids are coming is a safe place for, for kids mm. and yeah, how there's yeah. good community work being, being done there. So just tapping in and connecting that's very important. Yeah. 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 I have a go sometimes. I get on scooter. I call myself scooter dad. Mm. Scooter dad does what <laughs> scooter dad does. You know, yeah, my, my son hates it. <laughs> But, um, no good. Bose, what's coming up with you, mate? You got anything on the books or anything happening? Yeah. So, anything um, in particular want to mention? I was just thinking about um, you know the, the signs of uh, somebody who might be contemplating suicide. Um, so if you're worried about someone, um, the uh, suicide callback service. Um, um, if you've got a question about should I be concerned about this person, ring up the service 24/7. Mm. I'll give you a number 1300. Six five nine four six seven thirteen hundred six five nine four six seven. So they um, so if you're concerned about someone and you want to check in with a service, um, this callback suicide callback service um, that they will uh, um, reflect with you and confirm mm. or um, explore other op uh, other things that you can consider. The other thing, if you if you've if you got if you're worried about your your thinking um, and you're wondering whether um, you know you need to put your hand up to get some supports, um, again uh, the service called SOS Seek Out Support, um, same number thirteen hundred six five nine four six seven. Um, there are counselling services available if, if, uh, if costs are a problem. You do need a, um, a GP referral. It's not a problem. Mm. Ring up, uh, mm. you know, create, get an appointment. Well, you just do that over the phone now, yeah? GP, yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. So, so it's, 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 it is phone yeah. contact. Um, and, um, you know, this idea about sort of 
pay, finding out the signs of someone who's, who's suicidal. I love that idea that the Blue Mountains community, we could think about becoming tuned to um, each other's suffering in a way that is um, responsive. Yeah, you, yeah? Made, you made a point. You wrote under uh, the, the mentioning of Read the Signs a comment in relation to a town in Berlin, is it? Was it Berlin or Belgium? I beg your pardon. Belgium, the, the township Did, of Could you mention Kiel. that? Yeah. yeah, well, this is an extraordinary story <laughs> where um, this uh, Irish um, woman, um, who, Dimpner, who, um, whose father uh, somehow or other got a look screwed up and um, had incestuous sort of kind of desires for her so she fled to Belgium to this town a heel and um, and the father um, pursued um, her found out where she was and um, in a fit of rage um, you know uh, killed her and um, she became a sort of a, a saint for um, for those people who were struggling with mental health issues and the town was so affected by the event that they opened themselves up to people with mental health issues who were, who were kind of seeking support or seeking, seeking a place where um, they, um, th them, they could get some food, some lodgings. Mm. And so the town opened up its doors, uh, and this amazingly. Is 600 years 700 ago. 700 years ago. 700 years ago. Yeah. Um, and still to this and, day... And that's right, that's what it says. Still yeah. to this day, um, they, um, as a matter of, matter of fact, um, are, um, are, are very tolerant of, of um, mental illness. They recognise that all of us are, um, you know, can fall into well, the trough all, of Yeah, we'll of be suffering. fragile, our, yeah, yeah, our yeah, shell, yeah, shells yeah, can crack. Yeah. So they continue to provide services, augmented by um, um, the state's um, sort of kind of... Uh, mm. um, contribution to actually sort of mental, sort of mental health. Mm. But to think that a community um, like the mountains could become known as a place of refuge. I mean, the mountains, there is some sort of healing going on here just by virtue of our natural oh, absolutely. Um, and people do, uh, are, you know, do arrive here sometimes in a state of um, oh. disintegration or sort of struggle or, or, or suffering, yeah? A oh, perfect example. That's how I started my life again oh. up here six years ago. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Bodes, Belgium must be something in the water over there when you think that there's also that village that plays the Australian national anthem every night to thank the Australians for what they did in the war. Wow. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Each, each night they come to the village square and because the, uh, there was a heavy loss of Australian life and they fought very hard for this village. And they've uh, never forgotten. And uh, every night, um, the Australian national anthem's played. They sound like um, they got a bit of kiwi in them. These bloody <laughs> Belgian people, you know? Don't you reckon they sound like the kiwis? They're thoughtful. They're thinking of others and the community. But what's what's big interesting? Big arts. As families over generations and generations just do that service work, yeah. um, and yeah. it's become, um, you know, a. Um, a way in which the town um, understands itself. And, yeah. um, and I think that kind of consolidation of care and, and for others is mm. such a beautiful... Yeah. Um, and, an identity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, you know, we, you were talking about before when you were saying, you know, what gets your grits about, you know, isn't it great to be Australian? But this is really what ultimately we, what we all want to be as an Australian. As we all say this is the Australian... You help out a mate, you take the shirt off your back. 
Uh, you listen to him. You, get, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. This is ultimately what we aspire to being mm-hmm. um, as a nation. But it can only start, I think, within a community and then spread outwards. And we've got that here in the Blue Mountains, as you say. It's almost, I don't know, it's like it's in the air, isn't it? You know? But yeah, it's one like of those things. Creating you... culture. Yes. It is, it is. So that's when... a massive word, Nick. Massive yeah. word. Yeah, and the and the culture makes the so the attitude comes, and then as people take culture on, then that gets transmitted down through the generations and stuff. And it's just the magic of how do you how do you create the culture? Mm. Well, I'm not going to sacrifice myself on the altar or, have, or uh, you know be pursued by a mad sort of. Uh... No, not with the gorgeous hair that you've got, mate. I'm open to thinking very deeply about um, uh, you know developing that consciousness of awareness of others, uh, other than our own sort of reality. Um, So um, yeah, that that may be a mission for two thousand. Terrific. Two thousand twenty-one. Anything you want to add, Nick? Uh, yeah, not really. I okay. think we've, we've covered a lot Will you give us another so song? I can, yeah, okay. I can go. Just, just before we do that, I would just want to sign off and just say thank you to, to all of my guests. Um, uh, Chief, Gaz, thanks, mate. Thank Look you, forward Brett. to having you back in a couple of weeks, maybe three or four weeks yeah, at best. Um, also to you, Nick, some, and some terrific songs once again. I'm, we're looking forward to hearing the next one just in a moment. And, uh, of course, to um, my co-host and good buddy, uh, Bodie Marsden. Um, I'm going to get this right. Um, Bodie's a psychotherapist. He's located in Wentworth Falls. You can contact Bodie on 0416-416-929. Bloody good go at it, brother. But 969. 0424-416-969. 0424-416-969. Do you know why I get it so confused? Okay, is because Claire's number is 416969. I'm, I'm just going to read it out of the book next time in the phone. Yeah, no 0424416969. That <laughs> that's all right, just ring it anyway. You know? Ring it anyway. Have some fun doing some prank phone calls. All right, uh, big thanks, of course, to, to Dad, Noel Pope, um, and also to, to uh, Dale Hunt in Mounties Group. Don't forget to uh, check the uh, read the signs. Uh, um, uh, course on tonight it's free it's online if you want to get in touch with that just look at uh, the website mensmentalhealthshow.com um, or also Bradley Spillane or Men's Mental Health Show uh, on Facebook uh, thanks everyone I'm your host Bradley Spillane look forward to seeing you next week this is Nick Danter taking us out inside his pain There's a bird that makes him run away Brings him back again There's a bird inside his clenched fist that's shaking like a leaf You bring love and you bring hope to set that bird Inside a prayer There's a bird inside
second chance and just been there a bird inside his cage of ribs that's burning to be released and you bring love and you bring hope set that bird inside of you my friend there's a bird inside of me and the moments that I hear you laugh I know that bird it's free there's a bird inside spreading its wings waiting for the breeze I need your love I need your that bird free Hey, yeah Set that bird free Hey, yeah Set that bird free 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 Sorry, yeah, Nick Danter. Wow, mate. Another great yeah. song, Nick. You little ripper. Uh, thanks so much um, uh, once again. I thought we'd sign off, but uh, I just got a text from the professor, um, Brad Dietrich, um, just to say how much he enjoyed the show today. That, that, that's a big, big rap if it's coming from the... They don't call him the professor for nothing, and he's uh, particularly made mention of some of your songs, Nick. So uh, well done, mate. Might have to get you on some of his shows as well. So... Um, I also, too, would like to mention that don't forget this Saturday, uh, RBM has a barbecue at Bunnings. So we need all your support uh, from the community just to get down there, buy a $2 sausage or whatever it costs. I think it's not much more than that if it is um, if it is more than $2. Uh, so, yeah, get in there, mate, help, help your community, and uh, let's uh, get this station going for a lot longer than, and, you know, more years to come. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.